Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6. Will's Car of the Year. Yeah, good day. Welcome to the show, the big show. Scotty Sattler, Gary Belcher here with you this Thursday night. A little bit unusual, of course. Uh, welcome, Sats, because um, haven't got a round of the NRL, but we've got plenty of good footy coming up. Yeah, absolutely. The rep round badge, as we know, started last night. It sort of flew under the radar a little bit this game. Lebanon up against Malta at Belmore Oval. And oh, I thought, I thought that was at Leichhardt, I said yesterday. So, uh, and tonight, well, at Leichhardt tonight, of course, is the Queensland versus New South Wales men's and, and women's under-19 state of origins as well. So started last night, Malta were defeated by Lebanon 30 points to 14 under the tutelage of Robbie Farrer and co. Uh, so, yeah, rep round has started. Exciting. Yeah. Very, very good stuff, and it all culminates, of course, in uh, in State of Origin on Sunday night, f- live from Perth. So, uh, yeah, really looking to that he- towards that. Uh, the Queenslanders actually headed off to Perth today, mm. uh, what three days later than their New South Wales um, counterparts. So, yeah, that'll. I wonder if that's going to have any effect on the game. There's been a bit of tit for tat, and uh, the organisers, the ticket sellers, love this. They they need there to be a bit more. Uh, well, not anger or angst or whatever uh, between the two sides. So apparently that sells tickets, and uh, I think we've found that that out in the past. Uh, Tristan Merlehan's going to join us from Top Sport. He'll have all, all the odds for Rep Round and massive AFL round this weekend. Um, I think it's the entire top eight. It is. Yeah, they're actually they're all playing off it again. It's, it's like a finals coming. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah, and then starts with the Lyman, Lions and the the Lions, the Lions <laughs> and the Demons tonight. Um, and now, Sats, big big uh, treat for us. You you kicked this show off about a month ago on on SEN, Queensland Origin Legends, the untold stories, and uh, you caught up with one of the uh, one of the greats, and we've got a, a a bit of that to play. Yeah, it's it's a show that's not about your Fatty Vortons and your Lockyers and Cam Smiths and Billy Slaters. It's about the guys that have played single figure games. The guys that have you know, worn the, the great Maroon jersey but haven't had the careers of some of those superstars. And Clint Shevkovsky played two Origins, his debut in 2002, and then played in that one of the most important games outside of Origin 1 in 1980 in 2006, Game 3 in Melbourne. He was at fullback because Carmichael Hunt was, was injured that night. And what mm. a game it was. And this isn't about 2006, this little piece of audio we're going to listen to. This is about his debut in 2002. I was sitting there after the game, and I was on the wing. I didn't play fullback. Darren Smith was my centre partner. I was sitting next to Smithy in the sheds, and um, I said, mate, we, we just been me at 36-6. I said, mate, I think we did okay. He said, mate, I'm going to give you a piece of advice here. He said, Springer, you know Springer, the team manager. Yep. 
He said, see that bag over there in Springer? You go tell him you want your second jersey over there. Second, second jersey, what's that? Well, everyone's got a second jersey. You go tell him you want it. I said, why is that? He said, mate, because you and I aren't coming back for game two. First bloke drops the, old, the oldest bloke in the team and the rookie winger, and we were both dropped for game two. <laughs> so <laughs> he's a great guy, Chock, isn't he, Vaz? He's a good man. Yeah. A, that's a great story. And, uh, and Darren Smith, uh, I can imagine exactly that. He would have made sure he got his mm. second jersey. Absolutely, for sure. Uh, so more of that chat later in the show. Uh, Chrissy Nelson is going to join us from uh, Racing Queensland to tell us what's happening around the Sunshine State this weekend in the world of uh, the Gallopers. And don't forget, you can join us. Text us anytime, 0457736736, or get us on Twitter at SportsDayQLD. This is Sports Day for the all-electric Kia EV6 wheels car of the year. Back in a mo. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6. Wheels Car of the Year. Yeah, better tell you what's going on in the NRL for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Sats, uh, well, there has been a little bit of tit-for-tat over the last few days about who's the villain, who's not. It's been uh, quite badge over the last couple of years because of yes. COVID. I think everyone realised how tough everyone was doing it and we just had to get as many games out as we could in the NRL. And then, of course, Origin was played at the end of 20, 2020 and and then 2021 last year. Everyone was just so thankful that Origin was still able to play. This year, it's everything's back on back on the table again. We don't care. We hate each other. We don't, we're going to throw yeah. as much crap but over the fence as we be, can. Yeah, players can be very reluctant to bag anyone else um, but I know them they use them you know the, the coaches use the media and I I see Cameron Munster you know he knows he's going to have a target on his back because he's uh and he's dared the Blues to target him because he is he is the man he was the man but dare I say if they think Cameron Munster was the only excellent player in origin uh one then I, I think they've got their wires crossed a bit the Blues I thought he was good in in origin one first half Second half was when he really stamped his authority. And that's you what did the great point game. That out, yeah, it's what the great game, right. great players do. But you are right, Badge. If you go through from one to seventeen, it was really difficult to pick the best player, wasn't there? Ruben Cotter and David was, was amazing. There wasn't a poor one. Exactly, Val Holmes was uh, was amazing. You know, Caelan Ponga had a hand in two tries. So I suppose what Cam Munster's doing, like all the great players do, do Badge, and you've seen it after playing with some of the greatest players of all time is. They're comfortable putting all the pressure on themselves, so it just mm. takes away all the pressure from everyone else. And, and of course, he's going to be public enemy number one for New South Wales. He's the best player on the field, both probably he and Tedesco on their days. So um, I think it shows another level of maturity for Cam Munster where he's at his career, in his career where he's willing to take all that pressure, knowing he can handle it, thinking that if it, all the pressure is on me, well, watch these other kids go, watch Cherry Evans go, and watch Harry Grant go, and Ben Hunt and all those players. So... Yeah, yeah. It's again, it's a bit of a ploy, and I like it. I used to, I used to sit back and have a bit of a smirk at times. There was probably three or four occasions I can remember when I was playing that Mal Meninga uh, went through a, a well, well, a, probably a, an ordinary patch, and he got ba- he was getting bagged by people. It was happened a few times across mm. his career, and without exception, every time he absolutely had a blinder on yeah. the back of that. He would just he'd find something um, that. The, the greats can do. Hey, Sats, um, Angus Crichton has, has lashed out at Felice Cafusi. We know this. We, he said that, that the Maroons back rower should have been suspended for elbowing Sam Walker, his, his Roosters teammate, a couple of weeks ago. Um, is Cafusi 
dirty or is he just ultra competitive? Well, I think he's ultra competitive. I think all players are ultra competitive if you've forged a, a big enough career that you're now playing Origin. Obviously, you've got to have that competitive streak badge. I I think Kafusi, you know, he he does flirt a little bit with the edges, doesn't he, and, and, and gets away with it sometimes. Sometimes he doesn't. Um, but, you know what, again, Angus Crichton, I think Angus Crichton, I think there's a, a bigger message here with Angus Crichton. I, you know, we've got Liam Martin and Cam Murray starting for New South Wales, and I think that'll change by kickoff. I think you'll see Cam Murray and Angus Crichton start on one one edge. Now, he mightn't be on the right. same side as Felice Cafusi, but if he is, I think this is a shot over the bout for Felice Cafusi to say that I'm starting and I'm not going to put up with it. Now, he is, you know, he was labelled like Liam Martin was labelled by the Queensland media that there's some grubby acts from Liam Martin in, in game one and we both agree, you know what, play on. Just get on with it. Who cares? Just put up with it. Again, this is about Kafusi and the apparent things that he gets away with at NRL level where, um, you know, he has gotten away with a fair bit over the years. Um, but I think there's more to this. I think we'll see Angus Crichton start the game and I think both he and Kafusi will go up against each other. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, well, we'll know a bit more as we get closer to the game, if not uh, within an hour of kickoff. Hey, Luke Brooks is rumoured to be heading to the Dolphins. Rumours at this stage. Uh, but he is seemingly on the outer at the Tigers in in the eyes of some. Um, if the Tigers have to still have to tip a bit in for me, and you were at the Dolphins, Sats, and he wanted to come, how much money would you be offering him uh, to top up? What, what, would he be on about 800 a year? No, no, no. In or, 2023, he's on reportedly around 1.1, 1.2 million a year. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's say he's on 1.1. So you've got to pay him something and they'll top up the rest. What do you reckon you'd get him? You'd have to pay to get him. Um, well, it falls in favour of whatever club is going to be willing to take him on because they know that Tiger's going to have to stump up the money. So if that's the case, Dallium halfback of the year, a change would do him really good maybe. I'd, I'd offer him 500, 600. And yeah, they, the, mightn't, they, mightn't let, they mightn't let let him go if they've got to pay half of that themselves. Exactly. But, the you know, that but then you've got 600 or maybe let's say $500,000, which is a lot of money. You can sign a really good player for that in a key position yeah. or you can – Upgrade a lot of your really good juniors, maybe four or five juniors, to to full time contracts. They might find it hard to offload him. So it's now that you're, you're, we're talking those act, those actual numbers, yeah. Hey, th- this is interesting. The co- the Warriors joined the comp in 1995, yeah. And in that time, every time there was a New Zealand te- a New Zealand side, they'd make up many, if not the bulk of the Test side. I can't believe there's not one Warriors player in this New Zealand side to play against Tonga. There's none in the Tongan side either. I know, it's amazing, play. isn't it? Yeah, no Warriors yep. uh, on Saturday's test. So, quite incredible. And you know what? It, that would be a concern normally if you're... I mean, New Zealand fans and the Tongan fans who live in New Zealand will will turn up anyway. But Oh, they've got some great talent. Like. It's It doesn't matter. This Because they haven't been home for so long and we haven't played a lot of internationals in the last couple of years... It doesn't matter who they throw out threw out in Kiwis and Tongan jerseys on, on Saturday oh, yeah. afternoon in it'll Auckland. Be on. It'll be amazing. But that's the amazing. That's an amazing statistic that yeah, that not one is. player in both sides have, we've never well, on the extended benches, um Elisa Katoa and Dallin Martini Zelezniak. They're the only mm. two players and they're on extended benches yeah, for both sides, go. yeah. Thanks, Australia, for making Polaris Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand 21 years in a row. Sports update time. Sports Day, Sports Update.
Yeah, for rolled, eat good with rolled. It's fast, fresh Vietnamese. Uh, and the Royal and Ancient Golf Club of St. Andrews, this is the oldest one in, mm. um, in the world, probably in the universe. It was 150-odd uh, years, yeah. Yeah, the Chief Executive Martin Slumbers has released a statement saying that players who had committed to play in the LIV Tour would be free to compete in the Open, the British Open. Wow, because this is, isn't this a bit of a backflip? It, well, it happened with the US Open as well, which is controlled by the, P, the PGA, who have banned players from playing in the PGA tournaments if you've committed to the to the, the Saudi... But Masters the Masters hasn't said what it's going to do yet. Yeah, so, of course, they're not under the PGA either. The PGA, they can do what they want. It. But, yeah, they've followed suit. They've followed exactly what the US Open. So if I'm a golf player at the moment, it doesn't matter whether I'm going to the, to the Saudi-backed... LIV That's right. comp. You know, I'm, I still D- get to play in all the ones that we want to win. Dustin Martin just pocketed $170 million for signing, yep. and he's still going to play in, in the British Open. So yeah. the likes of him and Phil Mickelson, Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau, Sergio Garcia, all, uh, all can vie You've just got to be Claret willing. Jug next month. You've just got to be willing and strong enough to be able to take the barbs and the insults from the crowd because apparently oh, have, there yeah, were quite a few in the US Open, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, sports update there. Thanks to the Cancer Council. This is Sports Day for the all-electric Kia EV6 wheels car of the year. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 wheels car of the year. On Sports Day, time for a racing Queensland update. Queensland is your place to race this year. Yeah, time for our catch-up. With uh, with Chris Nelson from Racing Queensland. G'day, Chris. Uh, oh, first of all, the tab, Queensland Racing Carnival is where champions emerge like Chris Nelson. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858, mate. Um, plenty happening this weekend, as always, in uh, in Queensland yeah. Racing. There is, Badge. Uh, hi to you and hi to Sats. Uh, yeah, big meetings across the weekend. It's the final, the final Group 1 of the current racing season at Eagle Farm on Saturday. That's the Cats Tiara for the uh, Phillies and Mares over 1,400 metres. Always a, a really good race and a very competitive race, and this year is uh, no different. I'll get to some tips in a minute. But we also race at uh, the Gold Coast. We race at Gat. Now, a couple of changes this weekend. There's no Toowoomba on Saturday afternoon. There's a Gat Cup meeting that sort of takes its place, not in the twilight, mm. but it's sort of in that same area. So Gat. And the Sunshine Coast Sunday is not on this week because their big week, uh, Caloundra Cup is next Saturday, the main Queensland meeting. So they give the track a week to uh, prepare for that big meeting next week. So Sunday this week we race at uh, Rockhampton and Warwick, but we also race at uh, Nanango and Roma and Mount Isa and a couple of places uh, a bit far out of town for you and I on, uh, on Saturday as well. So plenty of meetings. I did mention the Gold Coast as well. So plenty of meetings over the weekend, but just take note of those two. Uh, slight changes for this weekend only. Who could we put our money on, Chris? Well, I think there's a good thing, Sats, in race two. A horse number 10, Uncommon James. Uh, only had three starts. Should have won the first of them. Didn't. Ran second, but then won the next two. Went for a spell and then trialled beautifully the other day. At Doombin in a trial, it beats home. A couple of horses that are well fancied in much stronger races on Saturday. Certainly, Anna Visto's going around in the group one. Just coasted. This is a really good horse. We look for even money, something around even money slightly better, and we'll be backing Uncommon James. So race two, number 10. Another promising one, race six, number... The Burning Bell, it is. Uh, down the Gold Coast, the Edmonds team have got this one. Ryan Maloney rides. It's another one that should be unbeaten. 
four starts for three wins in a very, very narrow second. Uh, probably get about three fifty four dollars on Saturday. I think is well worth a bit as well. I think it'll be very, very hard to beat. Hey, Nelson, one more. Nelson, you hey, did, you, your phone, yeah, sorry, your sorry, phone sorry. just dropped out a little bit there in relation to race six, Birdie Bell. What number was that again? Number eight. Number, number eight. eight. Okay. Yep. Sorry, mate. And what about the big race, mate? Yeah, at the back. Uh, the big race is very, very tough. Uh, I'll go with number eight, Brooklyn Hustle. I'm trying to see while I drive along here. But um, Brooklyn Hustle is the one I think will be very hard to beat. My daughter will tell me if it's number eight. Down here. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, it is. beat it, guys. Yeah, number eight. Oh, well. Number eight. <laughs> so race eight, number eight, Brooklyn Hustle. She's got it under nice. control. Yeah, Beautiful. I think she's about $13. She'll get back. She'll run on. And hopefully a group one there for Steph Thornton. Very, very open race, that Tats Tiara. Yeah, it should be a great day in, uh, at Eagle Farm on Saturday and all over uh, Queensland. Chris, thanks very much for your, for your time and uh, your tips on, uh, on uh, Sports Day. And your sidekick as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give her an eye bar and icy pole for that. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> but, oh, she wants better than that. See you, guys. <laughs> Righto, thanks, you mate. Uh, and don't, don't forget the tab, <laughs> Queensland Racing Carnival. Featuring Stradbroke seasons where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Yeah, Clinton Shevkovsky is here to join us on Origin Legends. The untold stories uh, discuss his career, but most importantly, that amazing Game 3 2006 series. He was called in as fullback, uh, coached by Mel Meninga. We heard in the previous uh, in the previous segment about how, how Mel coached him at Canberra, had a lot of faith in him and was the one that, that brought him in for that That's that game in Game 3. He was his first year as coach, Mal, in 2006. So much on the line, Clinton. Uh, Rumours start emerging that if Queensland don't win New South Wales, that'll be their fourth series in a row. Petro, Steve Price, Lockie, all their careers apparently are going to be over. Did you sense during the week, apart from winning the series, that these players were playing something a little bit more? Oh, absolutely. Their, their career, their representative careers are on the line. Yeah. Um, and you know Lockie better than anyone. He's a really quiet sort of guy, sticks to himself, just leads with his actions, sits in the corner and reads a paper and sort of doesn't really interact with anyone. But I remember the night before, he pulled everyone together and into his hotel room. So he had 17 footy players crammed into them. You know, it was a pretty nice room. Captain gets the best room. <laughs> yeah. But we're all crammed in and, and it, it lasted for about a minute and a half because he doesn't say a lot. But he pretty much said he was going to be the best player on the field and he challenged everyone in that room to play their best game they've ever played, you know, and just the way he did it was really powerful. You know, Petro had tears in his eyes and Steve Price and Tony Carroll's about to jump out the window and play the game already. And you just sensed that something was on or we were ready to go. Mm. You know, even though we were, we were, you know, like I said before, we didn't have a lot of top class representative players and a lot of blokes just getting an opportunity because of injuries. But I, I knew we were, we were a red hot chance. Now, series is at one all, and the decider at the Telstra Dome, which is now, of course, Marvel Stadium. And it is a night that all Queenslanders remember, especially this man. This is the last tackle for Queensland now. Thurston goes to the boot. He tips it over the top. Oh, and Adam Mogg on the far side of the ground. Adam Mogg. Queensland win game two in Brisbane. Your teammate, Adam Mogg, from the Raiders has a debut to remember. He comes in for England, scores two tries on debut, game three, and scores another try. Scores another one in game three. He was was the player's player in both games, I'm pretty sure. Was he really? Yeah, he was outstanding. And then he he went to the Catalans the following year. 
So he'd already signed to go overseas as well. So I'm pretty sure he was telling a furphy and not telling anyone he was going so he could play Origin too. So um, probably would have played another 10 Origins if yeah. he stayed in the country. So one of the great stories. Good man, Moggy. Lives up on the Sunshine Coast. Still talk to him now. Now, you talk about Lockie in the night before. Brent Tate has told me a story, but that during that game when New South Wales went to 14-4 and behind the try line when everyone's in the huddle, in an origin, which is so difficult, as you know, Clinton, to, to score points as it is, how calm and poised he was in the moment of madness. Yeah, he was. and like, I think he might have even said, we're behind the post, and he said, nothing's changed. You know, I'm going to be the best player and challenged everyone again. And, and everyone was working really hard for each other, but he, he was at the front of it. And you know, he knew his representative career was on the line as well. Mm. And the good players, the, the great players, stand up in those moments, and that's what he did. Now, as we said, Queensland down 14 for 10 minutes remaining, and one of those Queensland origin efforts is called for, and one of the great origin tries is created by yourself and Jonathan Thurston. The Beerus on for New South Wales as Shavovsky goes over to Thurston, who gets around O'Donnell. He goes out for Brent Tate. One of the great tries. Great finish by Tate. He brings it around underneath the goalpost for yourself as a goal kicker. And all of a sudden, it's 14-10. Yeah, goosebumps again when you hear that. That's great, isn't it? So I had a kick earlier on the first half. I think Moggy scored in the corner. I hit the post from right out wide. So when uh, I threw the offload to JT, and he stepped inside and he got the ball wide to, to Tate. So when he ran the length, I'm just like pointing under the post, under the post. And he ran it around under the post. So it was... It was beautiful. Can you remember the pass from JT? It was left to right, which is the most difficult for most rugby league players. He hit Brent Tate right on the belly button. He didn't have to deviate his run at all. That's what made the try. He put it out in front of him, and he he actually accelerated onto the ball, and Brent Tate's got great top-end speed, so no one was getting near him. So he kicked the goal, as we said, 14-10. Did you know at that stage with momentum that Oh, we had had him, yeah. Yeah. And Lockie started to come into his own and talk a bit more, and we're getting pumped in in the... possession stakes as well. Penalties were going against us. It was it was nearly um, criminal what was happening. But then we started to get the flow of possession as well once we had the momentum and yeah, we just come home with a wet sail. So everyone thinks that the, the famous Darren Lockyer intercept, he picks up the loose ball, the pass from Brett Hodgson. Everyone thinks it's right on full time, but a lot of people seem to forget there was still six minutes remaining and with six minutes remaining, this is exactly what happened. Gets a favourable bounce, and he's tackled inside 20 by Flannery, Mogg and Berrigan. The Blues slow to get back into the line. Oh! oh intercepted by Lockie! He scored! Oh, no! They can't take that off him! They won't take that off him! He will point to the spot! It's a try! And Queensland have got a six-pointer! Oh, no! Yeah, six minutes remaining, and 14 all, but you still have the kick from in front. Now, usually an easy kick, but so much at stake. Oh, huge. Um, I don't know if the Marvel Stadium as well, it looks grass, but there's no grass on it. It's, mm. like, a, it's like you're playing a mud. So I remember lining it up right in front underneath the black dot. I think, geez, I'd hate to slip over here. So took my time. It's a funny story, though. I, I told my son, I think he's about three at the time, then we moved overseas, and whenever Origin would come on, we'd talk about Origin, and 
So, mate, I kicked the winning goal from the sideline in 2006. And he said, oh, that's pretty cool. So this went on for eight years while they went on the run. And then we come back finally from overseas and we're unpacking all our stuff. And there was a box of old VHS cassettes. So he started to play them. They're all my old games, Origin 3. He's playing it upstairs. And then we hear him yell out, my wife and I, Mum, Dad, Mum, Dad, 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 you lied to me. <laughs> Said you kicked it from the sideline. It was right in front. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry, mate. I just, you never let the truth ruin a good story. Yeah, so. no, the pressure would have felt like it was from the sideline anyway. I think that's what I said to him. So, um, yeah, and that, that, that was special. Like you said, there was still five minutes remaining. And, um, you know, blokes were just throwing – they would have thrown themselves on a grenade just in that last five, six minutes. And, and, and we won the game. It was, you know, something I still remember. Well, you had the best seat in the house, Clinton. Yep. You know, you're sitting at fullback and – with five minutes to go, by the time you kick the kick off and New South Wales kick the ball off, and obviously you've had to kick it back down them again, they're going to throw everything at you. You got the best seat in the house, looking at twelve players in front of you. You must have seen some some efforts that were, yeah, best described as famous Billy Moore saying Queensland. Uh, Queenslander, you know, it's, it sounds a bit cliche, but that's what it was. It was just effort on effort on effort, and I knew we we're never going to get beat. The blokes were just turning up on the inside, the outside. It's um, yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, Lockie gets, I suppose, all the plaudits for scoring that last try, but can you remember efforts from guys that always, the unsung heroes, you know, you got you Adam Mogg that scored a try, but there's, is there a player that yeah. never get, really gets mentioned that sticks out in your mind? There's two, Steve Price and yep. Petro. Petro gets a lot of raps and, and deservedly so, but I think a player that was really, really underrated, he could still play in the modern game, is Steve Price. Yeah. You know, and, and one of the world's nicest people you'll ever meet as well. So, um, yeah, I don't think he gets the... The plaudits that he deserves, Pricey. Now, with only about 15 seconds left, there's a final raid from New South Wales. This is how it plays out. For the stars, Brent Tate. The dummy half tackled by Tate. The ball goes through three sets of hands. Back to Mason. Back to Bailey. Bailey floats it to Hudson. Hudson away to Menzies. Menzies puts the ball back to Gross. Gross puts a kick down the ground. It's gone out on the fall. Never get sick of listening to that. No, that's 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 beautiful. Really, really. I remember uh, throwing around, everyone was scrambling. Then Guru Eric Growth Jr. Yeah, as soon as he kicked it, it was game set match. I think it didn't even go on the in the field of play. Went into touch. So um, yeah, they were great moments. Can you recall when coming together as as players? Is there is there one play you you tried to find that you had a close connection with? Or oh, Moggy, absolutely. We're playing together at Canberra. Um, yeah, both extremely lucky to even be there only there because of injury so yeah it's something you know not a lot of Canberra players used to get picked for rep sides too back then um so yeah it was it was a really good moment for both of us now next segment we're going to talk about life after sport you're one of rugby league's leading uh player agents now with with Steve Chimes Gillis a uh, tremendous guy and you know with origin around the corner you've always got players involved in that as well also you switched to rugby union, which for me was a bizarre one at the time because I thought you're playing great rugby league at Canberra, and I thought, why? Why did he go? But we're going to find out why. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6, wheels car of the year. Radio Sats and listeners, good mate of ours on the line, Tristan Merlehan from Top Sport, home of the Top Sports betting multi. 
Download the Top Sport app today. Gamble responsibly, of course. 1-800-858-858. Gearing up for a big weekend, Tristo, no doubt, with uh, Origin and all the other rep games. Yeah, big weekend coming up, boys. And, yeah, we've got the, uh, the, the Women's Origin on tomorrow night, the International Saturday, and then the, uh, the Men's Origin on Sunday. So, great weekend of footy. Yes. So, the Women's State of Origin. Now, this is a really tricky one. And I, I follow a bit of the, uh, the women's game. They haven't, uh, haven't played for a, a few weeks, a number of weeks. Uh, how are you finding the odds for this one? Yeah, well, it has been a little bit difficult to price, as you say, Badge. They haven't; they're not in the middle of their season. It was a really tight game last year, where Queensland just fell over the line. So, just being at home in Canberra for New South Wales, we've put the game up a dollar eighty New South Wales, two dollars Queensland, and the line's one and a half. So, whoa, 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 really, whoa, even betting game. What? Canberra's not New South Wales. <laughs> well, it's closer, <laughs> closer to. Uh, <laughs> well, I suppose one of the favourite sons of Canberra is a, is a very uh, proud Queenslander. Many of them. So, um, well, yes, yeah. <laughs> Millie Boyle, Millie Boyle got a head start. She plays for New South Wales, of course. Goes out with Adam Elliott, who plays for the Raiders, and, and she's her been, father played for the Raiders. Yeah, so she's been spending a lot of time in Canberra since the NRLW oh, finished. So she's uh, well acclimatised. Gary and player Tristan. of the match, player of the match. I can see that Millie yep. Boyle. Yep. Hey, uh, what about? We'll get back to the New South Wales Queensland game two in Perth um, after the rep round games, and that's New Zealand Tonga, Samoa Cook Island, PNG Fiji, all on Saturday, men's and women's. How is the betting looking, especially for that New Zealand Tonga game? Because it's highly anticipated this match, Tristo. Yeah, I can't wait. This is what the first international game for a couple of years, and I think there's going to be a lot of Tongans in Mount Smart Stadium mm. uh, there in Auckland, and they're four dollar underdogs, New Zealand. I can't believe good that. On paper, a dollar twenty five. Wow. Yeah, well, I think the concern is from a betting point of view is just that spine for New Zealand looks great. I think Tonga's forward pack looks brilliant, but just whether they have the, uh, the, the the ability to match them in the spine. But there'll be a lot of passion. That first 20 minutes, I think, is going to be the telling story. Ten and a half is the line. So very wide line if you think Tonga can stick it with New Zealand early. That's a, that's amazing. Uh, Samoa and Cook Islands, what's, what's happening there? Samoa with a bit more international yeah, experience. One. They'd be favourites, wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. Oh, very short. They're 101. The Cook Islands, 21. The line's already gone from 31.5 out to 35.5. So not expecting this one to be as tight. But the last game, I think PNG look enormous value. They've been playing together a lot of that side in the uh, for the Hunters in the Queensland Cup. They've got a little bit of class coming back into the into the team as well. They're $4 underdogs against Fiji, who are $1.26. They've got a good side on paper too. But I think $4 or 10.5 about PNG. It wouldn't surprise me out there at camp. Campbelltown, if they cause an upset, uh, mm. Papua New Guinea. And what about Sunday? Game two in Perth, a lot on the line for, for both sides, of course. In 2019, New South Wales lost game one, made six changes, one by 30 in game two in Perth. Is the And it's closer to New South Wales too. Exactly. So, so is the favorites. market reflecting that, Tristo? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the quasi home side New South Wales. It didn't help them when the game was in New South Wales in game one, though. Come on, Queensland, we're, we're going to wrap this series up, I hope, here. Uh, but there has been a big avalanche of money for New South Wales. So before the first game of the NRL last weekend, uh, we were $1.85 New South Wales, one ninety five Queensland. And then, obviously, Jack Whiten uh, and Reuben Cotter both uh, both withdrew at, in, on Friday night. So we pulled the market down temporarily and then uh, reset it once the teams were announced, and it's just been an avalanche of mar- money since those six changes have been made. It's now a dollar seventy New South Wales, two eighteen 
Queensland and two and a half is the line. So Ooh. I'm not sure. I, 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 I thought Queensland side probably looked as strong or as strong as what it did in game one. And uh, New South Wales, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of change made, but certainly a very heavy push for New South Wales to lock this series up one all. Yeah, well, nothing like being stung by losing game one to fire up in game two. So I see why they are favourites, the Blues, no doubt at all. And the AFL uh, starts tonight. All top, all, all the top eight sides are actually playing off. They're having a, a quasi-final series early, aren't they? They are, they are, and even the, the, the sides down the bottom, it, there's no game with a line over 20 points, which I don't think has happened for many years, so every game's going to be a tight affair, and this game tonight is a blockbuster. The Demons, after losing three games on the bounce, they go into this match at $1.60 favourite. Unfortunately for Lions fans, they've lost a couple of key mm. players due to injury there. $2.40 underdogs. Melbourne a dollar sixty in the line to nine and a half, but I'm just not convinced about Melbourne at the moment. And they've been in winning positions in every one of their games. Brisbane's so professional as well. It wouldn't surprise me if they get out to a nice price and cause another upset tonight. Righto. Well, we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on all of those games, mate. And uh, yeah, good stuff. Thanks for uh, for joining us on Sports Day as always. Tristo, and, uh, and and don't forget, Top Sport is the home of the Top Sports betting multi. Thanks for your time, mate. Thanks, guys. Speak to you next week. All right, break time. This is Sports Day for the all-electric Kia EV6 wheels car of the year. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 wheels car of the year. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, get award-winning car insurance with Suncorp, last blast, Sats. Uh, Oh, there's a fight coming up uh, that I have... Seriously, I don't know anything about either of these guys. Um, uh, Tim Zoo's younger brother. Well, you remember the big fight, Jeff and Tim Zoo's um, finished Jeff Horn off, didn't he, he did. a couple of years ago? Yeah. Well, now the younger brother's going to have a fight. This is a bit of a schoolyard kind of thing, isn't it? <laughs> We're going to come out and show you that we can actually fight the Horns. So Ben Horn yes. is going to fight Nikita Zoo. Now, yeah. I don't know anything about Ben, but Nikita Zoo, he looks the real deal. Um, he's, he's had a couple of two fights, two knockouts. Pretty quick. Yeah, um, he's pretty he, raw, but he's got he plenty of promise. Is, is Ben Horn maybe out of his depth in this one? Yeah, absolutely it is, but it's going to be touted as this, you know, the Jeff and Tim fight, which, as you said, Tim finished Mark Jeff's two. career. And then, yeah, Mark too. So uh, Nikita Zhu, who is, like I said, he's really raw, but you can tell he's got this, I don't know, this physicality about him. He's got this, he's got this, the, the stare that's quite frightening. And two and oh, he is, as you said, two knockouts. Ben Horn is four and four, I think he is. He got yeah, he lost four his wins, four losses. Lost yeah. his first two fights about three years ago by knockout. Then he won four, and then he's been beaten in his last two fights as well. So mm. um, one of those was for a title, I think, an Aussie yeah, weight title. Or yeah. Something. So Nikita Zhu will. I would expect him to win this quite comfortably. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey, we were talking about this BBL draft uh, throughout the war. Yesterday it came out that we're going to have a draft. And a couple of interesting things that I've read since. Um, the Because overs- they want to get these overseas cricketers. And I thought, well, how can they get them to the draft if they can make twice as much in the UAE? And mm. now what they get, because our, our comp to BBL starts in December. So they nominate for the draft. They actually have to categorise themselves. So... If you want to get full, full freight, three hundred and forty grand, you categorise yourself as platinum, but you've got to be careful not to price yourself out. So yeah. your platinum or your gold, your silver, your bronze. But they can nominate. They can say, yes, I will play in this, but I'm going to have to leave by mid or late January 
uh, because I'm going to another comp and the, the, the team that buys them knows that. They know that they might only get them for half or, you know, two-thirds of the, uh, of the tournament. This would be a little bit like real estate. You're going to sell a house and you want 500000 for it. And so you class yourself as, say, platinum, 340000 which is the, the pinnacle. Yeah. But another club will come back at you and say, we don't think you're a platinum. We think you're a gold at two We're really deep down. You think you're a silver at 175 So you win anyway. So you yeah, overprice you, yourself. You say, well, you can, just like this, I'm not going to leave early. You actually, you can't have the backyard. Yep. You can have everything else. So, <laughs> I'm not sure that was a good analogy by us, but yeah. I wonder right. if you can't commit for the entire tournament and you class yourself as a platinum. I wonder if they've got the negotiation to come back and say, well, of course you're not going to be the whole year or the whole season, I should say. Oh, Maybe yeah. you shift down to a gold, yeah. But if you're a Chris Gale type, you might you just pay the money, don't you? Whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. Right, Suncorp Car Insurance winner of CanStar's Outstanding Claims Award seven years in a row. That's the uh, that's the end of the program, Scotty. Yep. We'll uh, we'll and catch you all next week. Oh, enjoy Origin. Yep. See you then. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.